0: All right, here we go. The podcast with faster get Necessary conversations What up, though? Watson, what's the good word,
1: brother? What's up? What's up, man? How we doing, man? I'm blessed. How about yourself, fam? Highly favored. Indeed a lie to call it anything other than that it's almost not fair it really isn't <laughs> but as the saying goes favor is not fair oh look at that now we know you grew up in somebody's church <laughs> or as a favor ain't fair that's it yes
0: sir well hey man just uh as always happy to be back in here with you uh got a new setup folks that we <laughs> won't be revealing but we'll just be talking about it but hey it's gonna be a good one uh fun conversation here i'm excited to get right after it yeah, yeah, yeah. The setup—we're yeah. at my house, yes. as opposed
1: to at the church and
0: yeah. my office. <laughs> Super late, like uh, churning through coffee cups. To yeah, yeah. A little different. A <laughs> little different. A little different. Yeah. So this is a wonderful thing here, and uh, this this conversation today, uh, fun time. Gonna enjoy it because it's it's something I've been wanting to talk about with you for a bit. Just was looking for the right time, and uh, you're. Uh, current series that you're on on Sundays and Tuesdays uh, since you've gotten back
1: from your break. Mm-hmm. Welcome back, by the yeah, way. Yeah, happy to be back. Yeah. 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 It was a good time
0: away. Yeah. By the way, there is power in Pastor Dorian's house. So Finally. We, we have lights in here. <laughs> <laughs> but that being said, um glad you enjoyed your break, got yourself in and you've come back with this series and uh, this podcast is just going to flow right into it. I, I really do think because mm-hmm. uh, to set this up, You're talking about uh, your wrestling career Mm a couple weeks ago, and then you came back this week with uh, kind of some clarity on that. Sure. And uh, for the people listening to this podcast that haven't heard these two consecutive Sunday messages, you're going to have to go back and listen to Mm -hmm. them. But Pastor Dorian is going to let you a little bit in on those because I want to use that as a setup for this conversation. Sure. So you're talking about your wrestling career and how that kind of shaped and molded you and Mm -hmm. who you were and how it transitioned. But then you came back and was like, well, I kind of didn't
1: tell you all right. Mm -hmm. So uh, explain. Sure. So um, we're in a series on uh, building identity and the two messages that Justin was referring to that happened prior um, uh, to the recording of this podcast. are The first one is called taking the limits off. And the second one is called um, uh, you are not your season. Mm -hmm. And um, one of the things that, I'm trying to make clear in this series, right? Is that our actions really flow out of our identity and who we believe ourselves to be. And that if we receive and genuinely believe our identity and God and who and what the Bible says we are not, then our, the proper actions will flow out of that because I'm not trying to be something I am it. So I should live like it, Right. I mean, normally we get that wrong. We think we can live our way into an identity, you know, and essentially talking about being the temple of the Holy ghost and you don't live your way into being that that's something God declares you to be the spirit inhabits you. And then our job is to live like we are that instead of live so good, then I can become right. Mm -hmm, So mm -hmm. it's knowing the right order that identity is then what dictates behavior and action. Right, right, right. So at the end of that first message on taking the limits off, I, you know, talked about the difference in, you know, my physical exercise and in eating habits now as compared to when I was a wrestler. Right. And I said those changed not because I wanted them to change, but because my identity changed. I went from an athlete when I was in college to now I'm not an athlete. So I behaved like an athlete in college. And since I'm no longer an athlete, I don't have those same behaviors and actions. And it seemed uh, to be a pretty apropos um, example until I dug a little bit deeper into the topic of identity and did some self-assessment. I mean, that's the real important thing as I was allowing what I was understanding scripturally and just on the topic of identity to cause me to do some self-assessment and I had to double back and tell the saints, Hey, listen, my behaviors about wrestling didn't change or about my eating habits and exercise habits didn't change because I stopped being a wrestler or because wrestling was my identity. Because when I look back, I was an athlete was never my identity
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Mm -hmm. that was just the circumstances i found myself in right that my identity was playing itself out in right like i i like to compete i i i I don't like i like showing up as very competent i don't like failing publicly right so wrestling was the way that this was coming out but being a wrestler was never really my identity Mm -hmm. even though it may have been for some others or i thought it was but when i went back and
0: reflected. It wasn't who you were. It wasn't, it wasn't really who really I was. Your makeup. And it
1: wasn't how I identified myself.
0: But it was because of your identity and who you were or are, mm-hmm. it made you a good wrestler. It did. It so did. Absolutely. I, that's the proper perspective that you were able to get on those, which we're going to dive right into because you stopped and said that when you went and looked back, what was the exact statement uh, to your previous message? You came back and told the saints, you
1: told us, you said you did what exactly? Yeah. So, I, the learning mm-hmm. that I was doing caused me to come back and do more self assessment yeah. based upon this new information that I yeah have. So self assessment mm-hmm. that's where I really
0: want to kind of jump into it sure. to like, how do we as people saints both all together learn ourselves? How mm-hmm. do we self identify? Like,
1: what did you do? We can sure. start with that. Sure. So I think the first thing. That led me down this road is to understand and, and never overestimate how well we know ourselves. Mm. And I think that's one of the biggest mistakes people make is they presume that they know themselves very well. So the world is to be assessed. The world is to be questioned. Other people are to be assessed and questioned and not me because I know me. Yeah, I am the one constant here. Everybody else and everything else is in flux and Mm -hmm. or I don't know well. Yeah. And I think that is just wrong. So I think the first thing is just a general posture toward yourself. Yeah. That I have that others should have as well. Mm -hmm. um, That I don't presume this. Correct knowledge of myself. Okay. That I don't presume what I think about myself or have always. And I think that may be even more true. Yeah. that what i always thought about myself is right mm-hmm. is number one so i think just if 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 um listeners one takeaway is that you have to view your own self-perception with a little bit of skepticism okay. I don't like a lot of skepticism okay that's a that's a posture you have to have that my perspective on everything i should have a certain amount of skepticism about right right myself included
0: okay does that make sense yeah absolutely because i uh to challenge that coming Mm -hmm. from the other side of that is there's a lot of people uh who their self-belief is what quote-unquote made them the success that they are oh yes and it's like i know me if you just get me in that room i'm gonna close that deal i know me if you just get me here i'm gonna do x or i know me sure and that's what's made them Mm mm-hmm millions of dollars or whatever you want to call the volume of success it is a trust in their sales to take risk absolutely
1: so where's that balancing that yeah so belief in yourself and knowledge of self are two different things okay so believing i can do something yeah i'm not trying to knock that i'm not saying be skeptical of you know your, you know, uh, uh, of your aptitude or your ability to do something, yeah. um, and unfortunately, you know, knowledge of self has kind of this, uh, uh, you know, five percenter from your and my day, you know, back <laughs> in the day, you know, this uh, kind of Islamic five percenter talk oh, of yeah, knowledge yeah, of yeah, self. Yeah, yeah. So I, I try to avoid that phrase just because it's kind of loaded in some people's mind. But yeah. um, aware, self awareness may be mm-hmm. the right. Um, phrase. So I'm not trying to say don't have confidence in yourself, mm-hmm. but the level and depth of your understanding of yourself is what I'm referring to. Yeah. So say for instance, like I know if you put me in there, I'm going to close that deal. Okay. I'm not saying don't feel yep. confident in your passion, your desire, because you've gone out a lot. but here's the thing, time and education and self-awareness should start making you question, why am I so Okay. Passionate about closing deals. Like what, where does that motivation come from? Cause I, what I know yeah, about myself yeah. is I'll do whatever it takes to close a deal. Right? right. I'll crawl on my hands from here to San Francisco to close a deal. Cool. Now when you're 25, that might be all you need to know about yourself. Time and, and ups and downs, life's changes should make you start asking the question of, well, Why? am I so passionate and why would I do anything to Mm -hmm. close a deal? And you may have thought it was because you wanted to make a lot of money. Mm -hmm. Time should tell you that might not be a true assessment because guess what? You got money now and you still crawling on your hands and knees from Detroit to San Francisco. Mm -hmm. So you can't say it's just the money because you got money, right? So now you have to revisit this assessment that you have of yourself that I'll do it because I like money. You got money still doing it. That means there's an open question about who you are, what motivates you. And a lot of people never double back and re ask that question. Yeah. There'll be 45 still telling the st- same story that 25 of them, 25 year old them told, yeah. right? That I like money. That's why I'm doing it. And somebody has to call time out and go, wait a minute bro you've had money for 15 years now when you're still doing it right why are you still telling us that same story yeah 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 so that's the skepticism i said that you should have now the reason why it's healthy to have that skepticism of yourself and proactively ask yourself that question because guess what if you never stop circumstances and life will make you stop because okay. you could be you were single with no kids when you were 25 and started working and would work 80-hour work weeks and and crawl on your hands and knees to San Francisco to get money. Right. But now you got money, you have a wife and you have children and you're still working 80-hour work weeks, still crawling on your hands and knees. Now you're not just doing whatever it takes, you're also ignoring whatever it takes. Mm. You're ignoring the kids, you're ignoring your wife, you're ignoring your spiritual life mm-hmm. to do it. And when she leaves, mm-hmm. right, when, you're, when your spirituality breaks down, mm-hmm. you won't know why. The real thing is to stop and be asking ourselves that question all the time so you can know, oh, there's this hole in my heart that I'm trying to fill, so let me fill it before I break my life, mm-hmm. trying to fill it with business deals, right? Does that make sense?
0: Yes, and I'm going to just keep pushing keep that, pu- please, right? Please, please, please. Uh, that guy whose wife leaves in said scenario? Mm-hmm. This is who I was when you met me. Absolutely. I was putting 80 in when you came here. Indeed. And the kids,
1: hey, I've given you everything in the world. Mm -hmm. Why you want me to change? Mm -hmm. What is wrong with that? Because if, see, right is right. Okay. So just because someone was accepting it at one point Mm. doesn't mean they always will. Uh Uh-huh. Just because it was right for you at 25 does not mean it will be right for you at 45. Mm -hmm. Because guess what? She might have been poor and starving too. Okay. And she said, yeah, do whatever you got to do so we don't starve. But we're not starving. And guess what? We won't starve, even if you don't close this deal. So you exhibiting the same behaviors in this context are not the same as they were in the old context. Mm -hmm. Right. Like Mm -hmm. I get it. You did. You were trying to keep a roof over our heads. But, Justin, we can keep a roof, not just a roof. We can keep a phenomenal roof over our heads with our investments alone. Mm-hmm. Why are you still working 80 hours a week? Now, that, that, that's a legitimate question at that point Yeah, for her to say, I don't want to keep accepting the behaviors of 25 year old you when we're not 25 anymore. OK, OK.
0: So this is about a little bit of growth and <clears throat> personal change sometimes. It's
1: about it's about the ability to do right. Uh huh. OK, because circumstances will change and okay. our ability to do right in different circumstances and respond appropriately banks on us having a, an appropriate understanding of ourselves.
0: Okay. Perfect setup for this next question. And so what is a, uh, because it sounds like it's challenging. In my opinion, I think self-awareness is one of the most difficult things to, it is to us to do. Um, when you're in this, what would you say? And we don't have to stick with this same example. You can, but what would we, a good healthy way to start transitioning and understanding why am I willing to crawl from Detroit to San Francisco? Mm-hmm. Why am I willing to make weight every month, every yeah. Saturday? Yeah. Why am I willing to put in the extra this or put away that? Mm-hmm. Like, how do we start to identify and separate and find the why?
1: Sure. So the easiest and best way, if you want my advice, is to find a good therapist. Okay. So, um, like, that's really therapist's job. Okay. Right. They listen to your life and listen to what you're doing. And they ask enough why questions until you get down to the bottom of it. Mm-hmm. That is that's that's really. Um, the best and appropriate, most appropriate way okay. to do this, um, but even if you, but 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 the desire, number one, the desire that, like I said, the healthy skepticism of yourself is what's most important. And then also, I think here's the thing that every whether you're going to do it with a therapist Mm-hmm. or whether you're going to try to do this on your own. The mm-hmm. first thing that you have to understand is our understanding of self, our identity in general is really just a story we tell ourselves. Mm-hmm. Identity period is a story that we tell ourselves mm-hmm. about everything. Okay. And we and, and, and typically we're seeking a story and a narrative that creates comfort. Okay. Yeah. Right. It, it, it because to stick with our example That we just pulled out of nowhere Of this gentleman that's crawling From Detroit to San Francisco On his hands Yes Wasn't a part of our pre-show Prep <laughs> but hey we're here Right The narrative of Needing money mm-hmm. Right That's a comfortable one Because it makes sense Yeah Right Yeah you definitely gonna do Whatever you gotta do Cause you're poor And you don't wanna be poor anymore Nobody will argue mm-hmm. With that That's why it's comfortable To keep telling that story Even when you're not poor anymore Cause that story makes sense. Easy. Even if it ain't true. So the first things that any of us have to do, and this is the pursuit of truth period. Mm. And it's why most people don't pursue truth. Okay. They pursue an outcome they can live with. Uh-huh. uh-huh. That's a whole other conversation that we can get down that. Cause the question really is what are you pursuing? Are you pursuing truth? Are you pursuing righteousness or are you pursuing outcomes you can live with? And those aren't the same and pursuit of truth whether it is about something external or yourself yep has to do with your relationship to comfort okay and people that pursue truth cannot have too tight of a relationship with comfort huh you got you 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 got to know you and comfort aren't necessarily friends if you're somebody that's going to pursue truth it's the same way if you're going to pursue physical health yeah. At its highest level, you know, comfort has nothing to do with that. As a matter of fact, comfort is an indicator that you're not working hard enough okay. on an exercise, right? right, right. Like I either got to do this at a heavier weight or I got to do this for longer because this, this is not making me uncomfortable. And it's the same way with pursuit of truth. Mm-hmm. And here's the reason why people don't people don't pursue truth on the outside world before they pursue it internally mm-hmm. is because Truth about ourselves that's different than what we've thought gets uncomfortable immediately. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Immediately. I always thought I was nice and the slightest indicator that I might not be as nice as I've always thought I was gets uncomfortable right away. Like we don't even have to get to I'm a killer. I'm just not as nice as I thought I was. Right. is uncomfortable and that shuts people down on this self-assessment right away. So what you think about discomfort tells the story of whether you're really going to be able to do accurate self-assessment. If I am going to think, if I'm going to be willing to to challenge things I've thought about myself all along, I have to know. I have to be, as they always say, you have to be comfortable with being uncomfortable. Right, right. And most people aren't. Specifically, about themselves. Like I might be You know, not everybody, but some people I might be able to be uncomfortable about you. Mm -hmm. And I'm not certain about Justin yet. Right. I'm still learning them. I'm not saying I'm like, we're going to be friends. We're going to do this podcast together, even while I'm still trying to figure him out. I'm not 100 percent certain. Right. Right. But I'm pressing forward because I want to do something great. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I normally don't like hanging out with people that I don't know that well, but I'm going to do that with Justin because the possibility can create. We don't like being uncomfortable about ourselves because that's who we got to go to bed with at night. That's who we're alone with when you turn the TV off, turn the music off, turn the podcast off. And I got to be alone with these thoughts in my head. And if I can question one thing about myself, guess what?
0: Mm.
1: I got to question. The next thing and the next thing. Then everything is on the table. If I got one thing about myself wrong, the immediate thing is what else? Mm hmm. And it's very uncomfortable. So the first, the foundational thing about accurate self-assessment is I got to be willing to be uncomfortable and ask uncomfortable questions of myself. Yeah. That's 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 a, another one. But I'll give you an opportunity I feel like you want to jump in. Well, it's it. it I, I,
0: I was in between if I want to jump in or let you because mm-hmm. you're saying a lot of things there. And I'm just of the mindset with all these things, like you say, I can start down a rabbit hole. Yeah and straying away from the personal therapy sessions of it, like mm-hmm. actually seeking a professional. yeah, um, Is there danger in that? If someone who's like, all of a sudden, now they're gonna question their whole identity. I feel like that could go down a really serious rabbit hole. Cause like you say, you're sitting alone with these thoughts yeah. and these places and spaces that yeah. you've never been. And you're in a corner and this whole identity Absolutely. one has built themselves so yes. on is now gone. Yes. so.
1: How do you safely do that? It is most certainly dangerous, which is why I said outside that. of a therapist. Yeah. So so it is most certainly dangerous. Okay. That is why I said the best way to do it is with a the therapist because mm-hmm. typically it's it's a, any pursuit of truth should be guided. Okay. It should be guided, ah, right? That's, that's why like I, a lot of it's dangerous when people question their faith with no guide spiritual guidance. Mm-hmm. Right? They're just in the middle of nowhere grabbing any book any conversation any youtube video right (laughs) to 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 say i'm on this pursuit and search for truth yeah and it's not guided yeah by anything at all like they're just in the middle of nowhere trying to decide what's true and what's right Mm -hmm. you are 100 percent correct it is a dangerous like i feel
0: like it's jumping in the deep end of a pool without a lifeguard it is which is you don't know how to swim
1: so because this is this is the thing, man. So not, now you 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 you, whether intentionally or unintentionally, here. turn in the corner. I don't think, and I think that's one of the things that's broken about our society because we've got these kind of extremes. You got people that are completely ignorant of their self-assessment and self-awareness. Then you got people that are on these journeys, mm-hmm. right? But they're used. they're looking for truth, but they don't have any standard for what truth is okay so the real for me right the real guide for appropriate self-assessment is to have a guide for what truth is what right is and yeah i think all of our listeners can safely assume what (laughs) i believe the appropriate guide Uh for self-assessment is because i can't just look at it and go randomly do i think that was right or do i think this was wrong I have to say, okay, what does the Bible say about what right is, what true is, what good is? And then start assessing where I line up with that. That is the appropriate way to do it. And so much of the world is lost right now. And by lost, I don't mean just like lost that they don't know Jesus. They're lost in their life's journey. They're depressed. They're anxious. They're full of fear because they're trying to understand themselves with no rubric, with no guide, with Mm -hmm. no standard. And how do you determine who you are if there's nothing to measure it against? So you're 100% right that trying to go on that journey without a guide, without some kind of standard, like if you're just going to sit with your thoughts, is very dangerous. It can spin you into um, fatalist, fatalistic thinking. Yeah. You know, you can become nihilistic in your thoughts that it doesn't matter then right or it's whatever i say it is then well we know that's the case Mm -hmm. for a lot of people indeed
0: um okay so with that and this uh the way it plays out because as we said it can be dangerous but being able to get to square one and landing on our identity like actually when you landed and found out what made you a great wrestler Mm -hmm. it wasn't that you were a wrestler a great wrestler was that your identity yeah was someone who wanted to be dependable and competent and uh was a third in there dependable competent and and, i was very competitive and competitive yes so that being said when someone comes to that realization and they go back to square one and they start to build that up for the next step what would you say is like okay how do i transition that into the way like you're starting to how do Mm -hmm. you transition to okay this is actually who i am how do you turn that corner now because everybody has different versions of themselves Mm -hmm. or the way you're saying it, like you could have two wrestlers, one whose identity actually is a wrestler and one like yourself who wasn't. Once you come to said realization, what's the next step in said journey? Sure.
1: So I I, I guess it depends upon the next step in the journey depends upon how or why Mm -hmm. you Mm -hmm. came to that understanding. So for instance, one of the things, again, I'll, don't always like doing it, but I'm here with using myself as the example, right? So one of the things becomes is I'm looking at the kind of sacrifices I was willing to make physically yeah, um, as a wrestler, and I make nothing even in the same stratosphere as sacrifices like that now, mm-hmm. and the attempt to do so doesn't happen anything. I that, right? <laughs> I'm like, man, just get 30 minutes in on a treadmill. Like, not even going fast, right, bro. Like, I'm not asking you to not eat for three days at a time and work out three different times in a day, mm-hmm. all to max capacity with sweatsuits, sauna suits, and sweaters and sweatshirts on. Right. Just 30 minutes on the treadmill every day. And that becomes difficult. So now the question becomes, why can't I translate those behaviors from that to now.
0: Yeah, that's that's what I was trying
1: to get after. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. That that's what Sparks should spark. Mm-hmm. The question if that's who I am, why can't I just be that now?
0: Yeah. That's exactly cuz I was going to use my example. So you Go playing, ahead, go ahead. Well, I was just when we were talking and I mm-hmm. was saying how uh my identity as a pilot. Yeah. And the things that should translate from my professional career to personal. Yeah. And one of the things is the self-discipline it takes to monitor and do what it takes to do my job. And I feel like it's the same thing. It's like, man, you can force yourself into anything in any scenario to do this job and career. You should be able to translate that because I did it pretty well when I transitioned out of it. And that mm-hmm. translated to yeah. it. like, we're talking about working out. You know, I get up at 3 a.m. and 4 a.m. all the time for work. Yeah. It's nothing. Mm-hmm. But ask me to get up at four AM to go to the gym. A little different story. Yeah. So why does that not always like what's the trans how do you translate that or take it to the next step when you know things that make up your identity are in you?
1: So there's a couple of there's a couple of things, right? And no one situation is a perfect example because Absolutely. Right. Pilot, but also your job, you know, like you feed mm-hmm. your family. True. Is by that is also one of the reasons why. That is definitely <laughs> one of the big motivators. All the babies you got over at the, at the Watson household are <laughs> uh, depending upon you to go fly that plane. So that is also uh, you know a motivating factor for you getting up in the middle of the night. Yes. Um So again, no one example is perfect but one of the things that is also inherent in it that we must know is true is if I am something mm-hmm. if I truly am a thing, and if I truly believe myself to be a thing, it will necessarily and regularly come out in actions. Mm-hmm. I am not a thing I do not behave like, live like, and act like. I I must not be that. Mm. It was a mistaken identity like that was the thing that I had like when I said, yeah. okay. I, I, that that's how you come to start really drilling down to what's real about you yeah is tied to consistency and behavior yep. in very different circumstances yep because yep. I'm it wherever I am, I'm that yeah right so circumstance change I still do that right you know if you're somebody that 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 is a um, a hyper person you are that you're going to be hyper <laughs> whether you're at the house, at the gym at the job circumstance change but that's mm-hmm. who you are it will come out it will necessarily result in behaviors it manifests itself it absolutely it so, will I, and i
0: you're on a roll and i just hate to come Go ahead. So i want to circle back sure. to where we're at with it because you said uh one thing you mentioned how you've always been a preacher mm-hmm. right you did yeah. just like you'd sit there watching guys preaching um, always been always how do we help 12 year old dorian Mm -hmm. know who he is so he's not sitting there having to figure out that he's whatever else he thinks he is and it would have better helped to know that you were not a wrestler and you could still been the same you know Mm -hmm. how do we help identify without trial and error as much especially
1: for our younger listeners yep yeah so um man and that's a little bit of a a a divergence from you know uh, the path, but I don't have a perfect exact, I don't have a perfect answer for that. But a part of the answer is this is why true and healthy family mm-hmm. and true and healthy community mm-hmm. is necessary. See, I have my father, but I didn't have much else besides that mm-hmm. in my family. So family because you're not always necessarily like the carbon copy of your dad. You might be your uncle. Right, right. You might be your aunt on your, your, your mama's side, twice removed. Mm. And all of these people in your life, your community, should be able to speak things into you and help you have a certain understanding of why you're doing what you do. Like, as parents, a big part of raising children, right, I can't make them be a certain thing. Mm-hmm. But our job as parents is to help them interpret mm-hmm. what is happening to them. Mm. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. I, I'm, I can, like, I don't, you you can't control your child's sexuality. Right. You can't control once they start having their homo- hormones start raging and, right. and their body starts reacting and changing. You can't control that. You can't say that. I don't want that to happen until you're 18. <laughs> right. Boom. Right. No, it's going to happen. So, when your child starts having these raging hormones, your job as a parent, can't control it, is to help them interpret it. So then they, then they can respond to it appropriately. Mm. So if we're doing our job as parents right, before it even happens, we're going, because I'm a guy.
0: Yeah.
1: I'm a man. I was once a 12-year-old boy. Yeah. I can tell my 11-year-old son, even it ain't happened to you yet. But I can tell you, A, B, C, D, and E are going to start happening to you. Right. Number one, right. you're not strange. You're not weird. Because nobody else is going to be talking about it. Everybody else is going to be sitting there with a straight face like all is well. And you're going to be tripping. And anybody that's been a 12-year-old boy before knows what I'm talking about. The ladies (laughs) don't know. You're going to be in class. And all H-E double hockey sticks is going to be breaking loose with you. (laughs) And I can tell him. I can help him translate. Nothing is wrong with you. That's what's supposed to happen. Right? Right? This is how you manage it. This is how you think about it. This is how you respond to it so you can control it properly, right? Like I'm supposed to help him interpret what's happening to him Mm -hmm. so he can think clearly about who he is and what it means to be a male or a boy, right? right? right. Because if I don't help him interpret what's happening with him, he can get all sorts of wrong ideas about who he is. Because real quick, because here's a perfect example of it. One of the things that's happening in our world right now with regards to sexual identity is we've taken... The idea that I can't help you interpret what's happening to you, mm-hmm. to you to develop a healthy sexual I- and gender identity is you, right? That's never been here before. Is supposed to feel what's happening to you and make an assessment about who you are. Then, right? right I'm right. I'm about to preach better than I planned on today. <laughs> that you, with no context, are supposed to make a determination about your gender identity and your sexuality from feeling feelings you've never felt before. And adults aren't supposed to help you interpret them and say, this is what this means. And what that causes is now we've got this gender spectrum that has always existed in function, but not in name, right? Right. not an identity. We've always had the spectrum where, and now that becomes an identity. Mm -hmm. I'm bisexual. I am asexual. I am, I've got, uh, you know, I'm, this sometimes and I'm that sometimes these are all identities that are out there. Like there's dozens and dozens of identities. I learn them. I learn a new one almost every day. Absolutely. And a part of that is because we've decided I can't help you interpret that Mm. where really it's supposed to be. I can't tell you how to feel, but I can tell you how to interpret Mm because there's one thing. And I've had conversations with young men like this that don't have a father is you got two boys sitting there. One loves women. They love girls They can't get enough of them. They just, every two seconds, they thinking about one, trying to get one, trying to talk to one, trying to find one. And you got another boy sitting there. Don't feel like that. Ain't that hard to try. Like, eh. as an adult, I'm supposed to be able to help both of those young men translate what's happening to them. One young man. Let me talk to you about your thoughts about women. You can't stop thinking about them for two minutes. We need to talk about how to think about that. And just as importantly to the young man that may not be like him. Let me interpret that. That's okay. Right. That doesn't necessarily tell you he's good. You're bad. That you can be a heterosexual married man without that same kind of Appetite that he has, but if I leave that young man to assess his personal identity yep. and all he has is another 12 year old, yep. of course he might think something's wrong with me. And yep. a lot of young men, I know, got molested, mm. watched mm. themselves be different than the other boys yep. around them, yep. either because they developed later. You just ain't there yet. Yep not interpret that have no help from an adult let alone one that's full of the truth of god help them interpret that and they come to these wrong understandings about who they are i must be gay because i ain't like him no fam what they're trying to tell you is sexuality is a spectrum heterosexuality is the real spectrum hmm it it, it, it yeah, heterosexuality yeah, yeah. is broad enough to contain all of us. Yeah. If I help you interpret right. what's happening to you, and if you have enough men or women around you, I'm heterosexual, but you can see the spectrum right. in all of them. I am a woman. I'm not uh, uh I don't have gender dysphoria and I don't like wearing dresses and makeup. Right. Right. And and and, and, and to help your daughter interpret that experience if her sister loves frilly things and pink and ponies and and bows and bonnets and you don't you could care less and you want to wear sneakers and jogging suits i can't control you and make you like bows but i can help you interpret that and come to an appropriate identity instead of you having to just make one up out of the air so yeah that is why whether it's me being a preacher because cuz really what i found out is i didn't have a huge community to help me interpret what was going on with me. Yeah. So what i attached my identity to is just what i could do. Yeah. And i needed more adults around me cuz my father really didn't play a lot of sports. You're right. Growing up and by the time i was into one, he wasn't really into sports like that. So okay. it was really easy for me to apply that identity to myself. So Makes adults, sense. man, we really have to help our children interpret what's happening to them yeah. and help them interpret and ask good questions mm-hmm. about themselves because anybody that was around me as a wrestler when I was young yeah, yeah. probably shouldn't have let, they should have asked some questions of me and I would have took that label of wrestler off a long time ago. Huh? Okay. If I would have had a lot of men around me, let alone ones that was in sports into sports, mm-hmm, they would have should have asked me some challenging questions, and I would have never mm-hmm. thought mm-hmm. of myself as a wrestler as my identity. You want to know why? Why?
0: Because
1: I stopped in the off season. Wants <laughs> to see like that was yeah. the, genuinely like even in this moment when I was thinking back, yeah. that made me question my identity as a wrestler. The big thing about it was is when I took my shoes off, my wrestling shoes off at the end of wrestling season.
0: Yeah,
1: I didn't typically I didn't put them back on right. until the next wrestling season. Huh. And if and you and I both know, right, like yeah. say, Juice, he's a baseball player. Right. And if soon as baseball season was over, he never picked up his glove or his bat, you as his dad would go, Time out, son. Let's talk about this. Do you? You can't really want to be a baseball player right. if you never practice unless I make you. Right. You never right. work out unless it's a team sanctioned event. You would ask some questions of him, and he would have to go, Do I really think I'm a baseball player? Is it something I just do? Because I can. Because I'm good at it, right? And those are the kind of questions adults should really challenge children with. Yeah. And then we have to be willing to ask ourselves
0: too. Yeah, yeah. Ah, Man, you nailed that question though. I know you went places we didn't expect or Mm -hmm. plan to, but like one of my questions in here I was trying to formulate and put it was, a healthy way to derive our identities. Mm -hmm. And I think that was a really excellent uh, answer and circling of, like you said, the adults helping. Yeah. And, um you're saying how like uh you would have found out and questioned like you would have been like, "Hmm, maybe I'm not a wrestler." Now the next question is, when you find out that your identity isn't a wrestler, mm-hmm. and this is uh, in hindsight, do you
1: think you would have stopped wrestling or did you
0: just enjoy it enough you would have kept going? No, I would have
1: I would have viewed it appropriately. Mm. That's that's all I'm saying. Like that that that's mm-hmm. what's a, the same yeah. way you can't make your child yeah be different than they are. Yeah, you can just help them see, right? Appropriately and interpret appropriately, Yeah. right? And 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 that's all I would have just viewed wrestling. Yeah, because more appropriately,
0: because we talked about this kind of like how with pro athletes, you mm-hmm. know, a lot of them identify themselves, and I'll I'll stick to kind of hoops just because that's the sport me and you both love. Yeah, but like we talk about some of the guys in the NBA that are just hoopers. Yeah, like they just hoop. That's hoop, what they hoop, do. Hoop. Kevin Durant, right? Yeah, he a hoop. We, we, that's we a hooper. That and we know if there are a lot of guys cuz you hear the stories where pff, off season I'm um, you know uh or or Johnny Morton said he hated football. Mm-hmm. Just yep. was good at
1: it. Just that's just what
0: I could do. So, I, I I look at that and you see when you see the struggle of like a Kevin Durant. We we'll, we we'll talk about him as he's getting up in age now. Mm-hmm. We see he's getting hurt a little bit more. Yep. I mean, just randomly kinda, going to lay up. That was a, just, how random is that? Like the floor looked wet, yeah. but I, whatever. Ten years ago, he gets up, shakes it off. Mm -hmm. You, you, they start to run into because this is my identity, or is it? He keeps going. You know, like, do do you start running into? We see how difficult it is to harness your identity, Mm -hmm. and maybe let go of certain things. Oh, absolutely. So, like, is it like time to retire? Like, how do you balance that? Like, as far as like because your identity is something like, let's say, his identity is a basketball player. But you can't play basketball for your entire life. Right. How do you then harness something that you really can't do forever that is your identity? That's a great
1: question. So, and 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 I think Kobe Bryant is is one of the and who knows? Let me put it this way. One of the things that I presume is a sad thing
0: mm-hmm.
1: that we will miss having lost Kobe Bryant is to watch him try
0: mm, and make mm-hmm. that transition, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm.
1: Like, what does it look like? Because here's the thing that I feel like he was trying to do, uh-huh. right? Is there's there's a couple of things in this. And for me, right, what I realized is I wasn't, wrestling wasn't my identity. Yeah, It was the place that I expressed who I was. Yeah, And so if you do, like any athlete, does that self-reflection, and I think Kobe had done this well, mm-hmm. is go, okay, well, basketball had been the place that I expressed who I was. But really, yeah, that's just a place for me to express a maniacal work ethic, yeah, a crazy attention to detail, yeah. an insane level of commitment. Uh-huh. And if I really have done the work and realized that that's right. what motivates me and that's what makes me happy, the real work is to just find out what's the next place yeah. that I can find to express that. That's the importance of going back and asking those real questions. Right. Right? So that's one thing. And I think that's what a lot of athletes mm-hmm. don't do well, that don't handle retirement well. Right. It's cause they were never able to separate the circumstance of basketball from who they are that was expressed through basketball. Correct. And Sometimes you got guys that didn't love basketball like that, but just could do it yeah. that make transitions easier.
0: Yeah.
1: Right. Like I think Shaquille O'Neal is a perfect example. <laughs> right. Like he, he, he wouldn't work out in the off season. You and I both remember, especially later in his career, he would come in out of shape and use <laughs> way, the season to work himself into shape for the playoffs. Yep. Cause I ain't touching the basketball during the off season. I'm a, I'm a matter of fact, I like basketball so little. I'm going to wait until the season starts to get my surgery because <laughs> i don't want to miss my off season right healing what that's for me it's no fun right and shack of all people seems to have managed to not just financially successful but yeah. appears right. emotionally successfully managed retirement yeah, yeah, yeah. right? right so the first job is to understand is basketball really my identity mm-hmm. or is it just just the place that was most convenient for me to express it and if you're Shaq, and you're a thousand feet tall and a thousand pounds of course basketball is going to be the best place yep the other part of it is though is to separate and 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 i think this is important on all types of identities right yeah basketball player and nba basketball player aren't the same thing (laughs) (laughs) this is well well spoken go they're not the same thing and those are the things that then, again, proper self-assessment you have to, to do because nobody's going to stop you from hooping. Like Jamal Crawford, I think, is the perfect example of uh-huh. he is a basketball player and he yep. will be playing basketball yep. for his whole life. Jamal Crawford will be playing basketball his whole Because like you said, yep. you can't play basketball your whole life. Yes, you can. You just can't play in the NBA. Very well. But one of the things that makes me know that Jamal Crawford is a hooper is just because the NBA says you can't keep hooping, he is going to keep playing. Yep. Now there are some guys that don't want to retire because they want to keep playing basketball, and it's not because they're a hooper; it's because they're in, they like being in a professional athlete. Right. They like being famous. It's getting paid millions. It's being adored. It's people asking for autographs that keeps them in the game. Yep. And you have to be able to ask the question. Now, okay, is it really playing basketball? Because you can go play basketball. You can't. Yeah. Nobody's gonna stop you. If you're Kevin Durant, until the day you leave this earth, there will always be a run for Kevin Durant. Even when he can't run.
0: <laughs> right, right. So
1: the question becomes is it the fame you need? Is it the money you need? Well you got millions. And then that's when the therapist, yeah or yeah. the guided search says, okay, let's we, we're, we're back at our, we've gone back to the beginning of why are you still crawling from Detroit to San Francisco on your hands and knees? Yeah. What's the whole?
0: Right, right.
1: What What is it about you that you haven't assessed properly? Because typically when we're famous, when are successful and everybody is adoring us, yep. we don't have time or are very rarely put in a mm-hmm. position to have to do the self-assessment so you think you know yourself. Yeah. Which is why at the very beginning of this I said, everybody has to be skeptical of the level of knowledge they have of themselves. Yeah before you run into a circumstance that forces you because mm. no team will pick you up. Nobody will give you another contract. Right. Nobody will pay. And now you're depressed and sitting in a dark room with millions in the bank. Mm-hmm. Are we talking about Aaron Rodgers Rogers? <sighs> we, uh, we can My talk bad. about tons of professional <laughs> athletes, tons of professional athletes yeah. that crash and burn, which is why I said it's potentially sad that we don't see Kobe living this what, out but guess what it could have got ugly he could have found out there's movies don't do it for me and it could have been an ugly sight mm-hmm. to see the mamba and the mama mentality get old and him spinning out on some venture that's making us all like oh gosh Kobe just stop right but he's a mad he was a madman, right so that's why the circumstance is important before you end up in the dark room yeah, depressed that you start doing the self reflection and self assessment
0: yeah, yeah, of yourself. Yeah. Okay. So uh, we're starting around third head home yep. for the baseball reference. Um, but I got to ask this question here. Okay. And I hope it doesn't take us into a whole nother conversation. It but can't because we got to wrap up. That's good. The transition and situation for the average Joe is just a little bit different, let alone as our identities and as believers and whatnot. Like, you know, we come from a church you served until you died, right? Yep. <laughs> um, but like, for me I, I was saying loosely you know my identity part of it is being a pilot mm-hmm. that doesn't get quote-unquote taken away from me until right. 65 yeah and the guys that are really junkies they go get a corporate job they have their own personal plan yep. you can fly mm-hmm. almost until you die yep and a lot of us have things in our lives that we can do forever mm-hmm. yeah so how is it that you find out how much something's worth to you without it being taken away, like these pro athletes were talking about and being able to really again come back to that healthy assessment of knowing how to uh see it taken away without actually seeing it taken away.
1: Yeah, so and that's why uh the message this past Sunday about you not being your season mm. is was 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 I was trying to to get to. Um because if I genuinely believed I was a wrestler. I'll never be on a wrestler te- wrestling team ever again. Does mm-hmm. that mean a whole part of my identity died? Right. And that there is no other way for me to express my that part of me? Yeah. And that's why breaking apart who you are and what motivates you to do what you do from the circumstance is really important because then you can find... One of the reasons why I've been able to be fulfilled yeah. is because I moved out of that identity or that circumstance into to to being in ministry yeah. where there's another perfect circumstance for me to express
0: yeah
1: a lot of those
0: yeah
1: things so then you get fulfillment because it's really about you being who you are right. and who i am is somebody that likes being dependent upon likes being seen as competent now if wrestling and that was one of the other reasons i loved wrestling yeah. i hated it when i first started it was a miserable sport <laughs> but everybody yeah. said i was good yeah i was hooked i was addicted because everybody yeah. said I was good. If for somebody that likes being known as good at something, yeah. being an all-American is like crack cocaine. <laughs> I'm dead serious. Like I believe I, it. When I look back on it, that's like, the, 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 I learned to love the process of getting good and drilling and and and, and actually wrestling someone. Yeah. But being called all-state, mm-hmm. all-American, ranked in the country somebody asking for my autograph or telling that kid that's the guy you need to watch his mm-hmm. next match that's the best wrestler on his feet in this tournament like that's like injected directly into my veins <laughs> for somebody that like, like see him getting that high <laughs> right now I am folks. just re, just reliving, just reliving that. that yes and that's what I had to realize and separate it wasn't that I had pinned somebody
0: right, right. that
1: was the way for me to get that affirmation yeah of competency so the question is, where else can I go and express another level of competency? So it's no strange reason why I'll read a million books. Yeah, People think I do it because I like reading. No, I like knowing and being seen as competent.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> That's what makes me read. Yeah. That's what makes me study my Bible. It's not just because I, I like what we talk about. It. It's quite obvious. I like watching Netflix as much as the next guy, <laughs> if not more. Right, right, you know, because we got to a while at Pastor talking about so many television series, like well, how is he? <laughs> but you know what, what pulled me from Netflix to my books is this thirst for having be to be seen as competent. Yeah. And when I was able to realize, oh, it wasn't wrestling; it was being good at wrestling. Yeah. And I knew that from the very beginning, because I did it my freshman year of high school was the first time that I really competed. Yeah, yeah. And I hated it. But I was a varsity starter as a freshman, bro. I was coming back. Oh man, <laughs> ain't no, ain't no if, ands or buts about it. I was coming back. Okay, okay,
0: uh, that was better than I would have hoped. So thank okay. you, yes, sir. Um, I want you to give us our spiritual takeaway because, like, a uh, I I just can't leave without it. you yeah. know, uh, folks, just in case you didn't catch it, you need to go back and catch this series. You do, you do. Um, and it'll help bring all this in for you. But uh, Pastor Dorian, what's our
1: spiritual? Yeah, the takeaway real the real today? spiritual takeaway. I'm going to make it very quick because we're at good time, Justin, and I do feel like this has been a good conversation. Is the need for self assessment yeah. is very important. That's what makes us candidates for the gospel. Yeah, is I am. You know what I recognize? I am a sinner
0: mm. in need of salvation.
1: Mm-hmm. The ability to to self reflect, even if not precisely, but yeah. accurately. Yeah, I'm. That's bars. Is what makes you a candidate. For the gospel. I don't have to be able to assess myself extremely accurately or uh, 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 in great detail, Mm -hmm, Mm -hmm. but accurately as I'm a sinner. Hey, you can get saved. That's it. So that's why that posture of self-reflection and assessment is important. But also, if you're going to go on the journey of self-assessment and self-reflection and just you hit the nail on the head, it is dangerous if you do not. Have some kind of guide. Okay. And the scriptures, what the Bible says, and the Holy Ghost are the guys that are necessary in order to do, you know, to do this appropriately. Yeah. Because if you are in the world trying to find your identity, you're like that 12-year-old trying to figure out his sexual identity. Yep. And you got to come to the word because it is in him. We live, we move and have our being. So he is the proper interpreter of everything that's happening to us. And he gives us his word and his spirit to properly assess and interpret everything that's happening with us. And if you do it outside of that, if you just try to sit down and stare into outer space, Mm -hmm. you're going to be in trouble. But if you come to the word of God and pray in the spirit, he'll he'll lead and guide you, not only to a proper assessment of yourself, but the right ways to express mm. yourself. Perfect. Perfect.
0: All right. Well, really quickly, we'll hit our off fun topic. Folks, this is the week of March Madness Beginning. Pastor Dorian, who you got in the finals and who you got winning?
1: So, um, you want to give your whole final four, go for I it. I will not give my whole, I know you gotta keep some ass, some whole there, final something. four. Cause I will be yeah. filling out a bracket and I don't want to make anybody laugh at me.
0: <laughs> this is the, like, because to
1: be quite honest, I have not watched as much college basketball as I would have liked to, I feel like the big 10 is trash. More so than usual. Do you know that the Big Ten is tied for most teams in the tournament? But that's because with that being said, th- this okay, that doesn't surprise me. But I think a part of that is a function of college basketball being pretty bad across the board mm. this year. Yeah. And the one team that just stands out to me, and it's because I've watched them several times, is Alabama. Okay. And that's 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 the one team I think I'm gonna be riding with. Okay. This year, and because I don't like the way they reported on that young man and that gun charge, Miller. Yeah, so I'm I'm, I'm kind of rooting for him.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm uh going Bama and Houston in the in the chip as well with okay. Bama winning. Okay, like Miller, I, he's the one guy I've seen play the most. Mm-hmm. I've seen a few others, but like he he, he got it. yeah. Yeah, he, and he got it, you know, and
1: he, he battled against the adversity of that yeah, story coming that, out the way that That's the type did. of
0: thing that shows me some real, real something about a player. So I'm with I'm with it on that. That being said, folks, don't copy my bracket. It won't end well for you. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Dope. First in the crib. Yeah, oh, man. man got it going, we man. did. I think it was beneficial that we was in yeah. the middle of the day and not yeah. in the middle of the night. I'm trying That's to have it, coffee man. keep us awake. We're going to have man. I think so. I think it's the right one. All right, man. All right, Watson. Peace.